Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 173 of the Chick Foley Show. This is our second episode from the new and improved Sharpshooter Studios. We had two huge shows this past weekend, and we're looking forward to getting into it. But first, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. I've been a little under the weather, um, but I'm, I'm on the upswing. So hopefully, you know, podcasting here with you guys, uh, it'll, it'll definitely lift my spirits and hopefully uh, bring, bring all the, the healthy vibes that I need. Uh, the update from the farm was a big hit with the listeners last week. So let them know what's what's new the last week on on the farm here. So, well, one, as you guys probably know, because it's been like this all over the country, it's it's hot as heck. So um, we've had to rig up some box fans for our chickens. So we got some box fans that blow under our coop uh, to keep everybody nice and cool and, you know, keep them from becoming roasted chickens. Uh, and then we also... Uh, did Seth and I clipped the chickens' wings the other day because we have we you know we have them in a run so we have like this we kind of we more trimmed them than clipped them I don't think we really uh, got the yeah. job done all the we're way. first we're first timers so yeah and I was reading all of it and I've watched a ton of videos and it's like oh yeah you only need to clip one side you know as long as their their um, flight feathers are clipped um, you know and they won't have enough to to fly over the fence right. Sure enough, those little bastards have jumped over the fence still. They, they still got it. So they got some hops on them. Um, so we're going to have to go ahead and clip the other side of the wings. And if you're, if you're you know, worried about them, um, it's literally just their feathers. It doesn't hurt them at all. It's basically like clipping your toenails. Um, but it just allows them to keep some from, you know, flying places that they're not supposed to be. So that was pretty much the, the updates. And I got some big-ass melons Growing, wow. <laughs> growing on the farm. <laughs> um, I got some watermelons and a bunch of cantaloupes popping off. So, uh, yeah, big, big melon vibes over here. We love big melons. That's, yeah. uh, that's a known fact. All right. So uh-huh. that's everybody's, uh, you know, 90 seconds of farm life for the week. We will get back to your regularly scheduled wrestling talk now. Uh, Marco, what's up in Massachusetts? Uh, not, uh, nothing much, man. I'm just uh, just excited to be here. Um, and, I mean, I'm I'm excited that I added a new uh, figure to the uh, to the Cody collection. We got P Code Cody going. I mean, <laughs> okay. not any, any better than what it is now, just because of that figure alone. So, I mean, how many how many Cody figures are you up to now? Oh my God, like seventy eight. Probably yeah, probably about seventy eight. <laughs> and just think when uh, they, they you know they have that panel the uh, for SDCC. Um, Mattel, they might announce some more Cody figures. So I mean, yep, basics, oh, yeah. elites, battle packs. It's, de- it's definitely dude. you are. You already know they're gonna have Cody with the bruised up arm, dude. Like the the total like torn pet Cody. Yeah, you know that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that that would be pretty neat for a uh, for a release. Uh, Jordan, what's up out in out in Nebraska? Uh, just like Sheena said, it's it's hot. It's very hot. Um, we're three minutes in. I'm going to try to reel us back in here because uh, we are going off the rails early. We're on Cody figure <laughs> talk and farm talk. Godwina has gone off the rails with melon talk. This is we're in, we're in bad shape over here. Send help fast. Well, well, we're kind of loopy because we're having to record a much later than usual because you just had to go see Thor tonight, man. So at least give us Thor. a give us a 30 second review, man. How was uh, how was the new Thor movie? Um, I, I, 
I don't have a good review, so I'll just let everybody else watch it. But I, it was probably wow. my, it's probably my least favorite Marvel movie, to be completely honest with you. It was still uh, directed by Taika, right? Yeah, it was more that's of a, surprising. It, it was more he's of one a, of my favorite directors. More of a comedy than it was an action movie. So that, that's all mm. I'll give you. Uh, so you just like you're so hardcore Marvel. You like just wanted to see straight up like, you know, the Joker and all those guys like duking it out with these guys. Right. I fucking hate you for saying that. Let's start the show. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> OK, now we're officially off the rails. Everybody's tuned out. They're like, oh, my God. All right. Uh, yeah, I always like to troll Jordan about his love for marvel just casually throwing in asking him if like you know any dc characters happen to show up in the movies uh sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at chick foley marco running the twitter machine over at chick foley show you can find us at chickfoley.com everything you need to know all the all the links are over there and you can follow all of our pod foundation brethren over at pod foundation on instagram all right um we want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors, Ringside Collectibles and Chalkline. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside and use code PF10 to save 10% at the Pod Foundation. Um, do you guys got any other housekeeping before we get into this weekend wrestling? Let's roll. All right. So let's start it off with the big controversial event from Saturday night, Money in the Bank. Uh, Sheena, just kind of take it away with just kind of general thoughts on the show. Well, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought overall the show was was good. The women's match, um, you know, I saw a lot of people saying that it was it was sloppy, but you know, we kind of talked about it in our thread. Like it was sloppy, but kind of in a good way. I mean, obviously, you never want anybody to get hurt. I felt like Raquel was going to hurt some people a couple of times, but I I felt like um, it just looked kind of real and kind of rough around the edges. And sometimes you need that, you know, sometimes there's, there's matches that are a little bit too polished. Um, so I, sometimes I like a little bit of grit in my matches. So I had no, I had no real qualms with that. Obviously live one, which was great. Um, but I have to just say, I was so freaking pissed off and I know this has been controversial since it happened, but Austin theory, entering the money in the bank, um, match and then winning. And I think it was just such a, like such a blow to me because I was looking forward to the men's money in the bank match. And the moment that Austin theory got inserted into the match, like you knew, like, you know, I mean, the match was okay, but you already knew he was going to win. So it kind of just like really took the excitement out of the match for me. And I felt like that was kind of like a wet fart ending. Um, and I think it just kind of ruined the, put a bad taste in my mouth right there at the end. It, it goes without saying that Seth Rollins is my favorite modern day wrestler. And it was just so tantalizing. Like the story literally wrote itself as Seth became Mr. Money in the Bank again while staring down the barrel of a Roman and Brock last man standing match at SummerSlam. Uh, we're going to be in attendance there in Nashville. And I just, I really just kind of got liquored up thinking about the possibilities of seeing Seth cash in in person for the second time. Um, and so to just go from that to Austin Theory winning it just kind of makes me. It made me sick in my stomach as well. I, I do think Austin Theory's talented, right? So I don't want anybody to think that we're just like completely saying he's just a waste of time. But this push that he's getting, to me, it just feels completely unearned mm -hmm. and, and undeserved. You know, he should still be kind of doing his thing with the U.S. title in the mid card. I, I got a theory I'll drop and, and Marco and Jordan, you guys let me know what you think about this. I, I kind of posted it in the Facebook group, but I was kind of just letting it marinate before I dropped it on the podcast this week. Um, we know Vince McMahon has taken a shining to this guy. All right. He's one of only a handful of superstars that Vince has been linked in a significant way on screen. Uh, 
in over the past five or six years, you know, it, it's it's been Roman. He's done stuff with with Kevin Owens, and he's done stuff with with Becky Lynch. And other than that, Vince has really been few and far between on live TV until this last you know eight or nine months when he's really just kind of become enamored with with Theory. We know all the stuff that Vince has got going on behind the scenes right now. He's under siege in a way that he hasn't been since the mid '90s with the steroid trial. And we know he's probably one of the most stubborn guys walking the face of the earth. I think that he is making Austin Theory basically his like on-screen avatar right now. And he's going to push him just to kind of stick it to the haters and all the people that are just calling for him to step down and to just ride off into the sunset. And it's kind of scary to me because I don't know, you know, again, thinking of how stubborn Vince is, I don't know where this stops, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised at this point if – Austin Theory walks out of SummerSlam holding up both titles, oh, man. God. And that is just like the God. darkest timeline. That to is me. the darkest timeline. I can't imagine walking out of Nissan Stadium after drinking all day and spending my hard earned money knowing that I paid to see Austin Theory walk out with, with yeah. both championships. So uh, I don't know. I mean, fellas, what, what do you guys think about this Austin Theory push so far? Do you, you want to take this, Jordan? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm not sure if you if you're gonna agree with Seth's comments, and you can go right ahead. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate with you guys, so you can go. Um, I said on the podcast last week that Omos winning the Money in the Bank would be the worst thing. I fucking lied. Austin Theory winning Money in the Bank was by far the worst thing. I I don't get it. I've been saying this since day one. I just don't understand what they see in this guy. Like, I don't either. Like Jordan. Seth said, I get that he's talented. I understand that. I'm not questioning whether or not the dude can go in the ring. It's just, dude, I, I there's nothing about him to me that like connects to anybody in the audience. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. I, I don't know, man. It's, there's just, there's something in wrestling. Like you have to suspend disbelief. Like, do I really buy Austin theory beating whoever wins? If, if he truly does cash in at SummerSlam, does anyone really buy him beating Roman or Brock, no matter who wins that match? Because I- dude, if Austin Theory is the chosen one to beat Roman, like I, it's gonna sour Roman's whole freaking title run to me. Like, and I hate to say that because I feel like that's so like like overarching, but I feel like just to know that Roman has had this just incredible run as you know one of the best champions in WWE and. Austin freaking theory is going to be the one. You and know? the thing like, is like the thing that makes it more frustrating is look at all the incredibly talented wrestlers that have been released over the last couple of years, exactly. either released or not, you know, haven't, they haven't gone through the trouble of re-signing them or people that came up from NXT and have just been, you know, left to flounder. Think about, you know, Pete Dunn, all right? Pete Dunn's freaking butch right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Champa. You know, Johnny Gargano being gone. Champa, yeah. Uh, guys like that, uh, Ma- you know, Malachi slash Aleister Black, you know, people that they could have put this rocket strap on when they came Walter. up from NXT. Rusev. I mean, I think Walter's doing his thing right now. Yeah. Walter's one of the biggest stars on SmackDown. So True. Yeah, but- I think, uh, you know, jury's still out on Walter. They, he's been pretty mage on the main roster, though. Yeah. Um, but the... I just think of all the people that could have been put in this spot instead of Austin Theory. Think about Pete Dunn. That one really now that I hadn't really thought about it till just now when it kind of popped up. Think if Pete Dunn was getting this push. If he just came up as Pete Dunn, the same one we knew from NXT and NXT UK, and they were just pushing him as a killer. Now I could see that. You know what I mean? I would actually be a little bit hyped for that. But mm-hmm. with Austin Theory, I don't know. It's just it just doesn't like Jordan said, it just doesn't connect. He's he's creator wrestler. Yeah, he's creator wrestler number one. He's just super generic. 
I don't see. I don't see what's, and what's special. What's the most memorable thing that Austin Theory is? He didn't even do anything memorable in the freaking Money in the Bank the, match. The time he was most entertaining was in NXT when he was with Johnny Gargano and Candice and Indy Hartwell. Yeah, yes. way. As yeah. Johnny Gargano's like exactly. son or whatever. Like, he, was, exactly. he was entertaining then. Like I said, he has value. I just don't see him. I mean, they're really trying to make this like John Cena thing happen. Like he's going to be the next Cena, and at this point, I don't see it. But Marco. I would love to hear what you got to convince us otherwise. <laughs> it's it's not it's not going to be really anything to convince anyone of anything. Um, it's just to like just throw a few points out. Um, one of them being, you know, there's always that thing where, you know, everyone is always online. Oh, WWE never pushes you know, up and up and coming talent. They're always going back to their old school and old people and bringing all these part timers and blah blah blah. But when they do, people don't like it. So it's like a but I mean lose. of all the people. Oh, it's like a, it's I mean, yeah, WWE. You're right. But I mean you're right about that. Yeah, but but then it's, it's it's this too. It's so it goes, we all right, we want new talent, right? But then they bring new talent, but it's like, no, we didn't want that new talent. We wanted this new talent. It's like what do you it's you, you can't win if you're WWE in that situation. It's like you're not gonna like the people that they push unless it's someone that you connect with. He's not going to pick someone that everyone connects he, with. Who does he? Who does he connect with? Though no, I haven't heard a saying. single person. Yeah. Even, Where are even the, the people Austin who are, fans yeah, at? even <laughs> the people who are championing for him, like they, they don't, they can't think of anything noteworthy that he has done to earn and or deserve this. Like, oh, he's a good wrestler. No, no, no. I mean, so what? No, no. I mean, like, I'm not even. I didn't. You didn't get to let me finish my point. I'm saying they're not going to push Sorry. anyone that connects with anybody. They're going to push. They're going to push people that. Like, like right now he's a heel. So why would you connect with him at all as a heel? You- I connect with people who are heels. Seth Rollins was one of the biggest heels in the business. And dude, I was I, like when Seth Rollins won Mr. Money in the Bank and cashed in at WrestleMania, I was all in 1000%. You were connected when he was with the shield before that, though. And he was kind of like in the baby face phase, too, when they were facing like evolution and all that stuff. So you had that like long term connection with them already. So it wasn't like- true, which is which is exactly what you need for something like this. I've heard people I've heard people compare that they're like, well, when Seth Rollins, you know, won the money in the bank and he cashed in like, you know, people weren't he was kind of like on the up and come up, you know, but dude, he had done so much before he ever won Mr. Money in the Bank and before he ever cashed in at WrestleMania. And he was like he made Mr. Money in the Bank interesting. And I can't I'm, I'm I will watch and I will see, but I cannot imagine any universe where Austin Theory is I mean taking selfies with the briefcase like that's not going to do it for me that's 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 <laughs> mid that is a mid card gimmick Tyler you know Breeze I mean? was doing that seven years exactly. ago you know what I mean like, exactly I mean here's what I yeah here's what I think is going to happen I think he is going to cash in at SummerSlam um and it, the 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 cop out to it is it's a last man standing match right so he can insert himself into the last man standing match with both guys down down for the 10 count and just pin one of them or just come out as, as the nine and they both out and say 10 and then he cashes in or cashes in a few seconds before that and wins the titles. He doesn't necessarily have to pin anybody. He can just insert himself into that match. And I think they're going to do that. If that's, if that's the way to do it without like compromising Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns being pinned or anything like that, the last man standing match is a perfect uh, way for him to you know win the titles because he doesn't have to pin anyone. He just has to come in at the last few seconds, cash in, and wait for those few you know that ten count, and then he has the titles. Mm. Yeah, we still got to figure out exactly what the kind of machinations are going to be on that. We kind of need like President Jack Tunney to come back from the grave and break it down for us. I don't know exactly. 
I'd have to desktop off the WWE rulebook. I don't know how that would work cashing in in a last man standing match because there's never been a triple been threat exactly. last man standing match. So there's no rules. Um, so it can't happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if, if Austin Theory cashes in, does it just become a normal triple threat match? Like, I don't know. I, obviously, it's WWE. They can make up whatever yeah, they want to do, how to go I about it. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of room for shenanigans. Yeah, I think, um, I think the safest way to like, you know, like I said, not compromise Roman Reigns reign if they do pull this off or, you know, Brock Lesnar's his his, you know, his legacy essentially is to do it that way. Like have them, you know, have them both beat each other to like a bloody pulp or whatever. And they they both knock each other out somehow. And it's like the last like, you know, it's seven, eight or whatever or five seconds in um, Austin Theory comes running down, cashes in during the match because now he's a participant in the match and they just get still that that's that is gonna be that's gonna be miserable like i'm already uh, i'm already like feeling the air getting sucked out of the arena (laughs) jordan i'm telling you right now dude put your put your big boy panties on for SummerSlam day because if that happens like marco's describing it we're going uh we're going bash at the beach 1996 mode and we're fucking throwing we're launching at that ring man. <laughs> like I, I mean obviously i'm not a booker but wouldn't that be something like wwe like to do just have him come at the last few seconds and just I mean, that would be just that would just i mean i would never i've never been like a you know hashtag cancel wwe network guy or like hashtag fire events guy i honestly think if that ending that you described happened. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop watching until probably the Royal Rumble, man, because yeah. that would just be such a disgraceful end to Roman's reign. Exactly, the pun. and it would be it would be a disgraceful beginning to Austin Theory's like championship run. Like you know what I mean? You're trying you're you're trying. To, I mean, yes, you're I trying, think it's a good start for a heel. It's, it's a good run. start. So, he's if, if he comes, if he comes out, if he Roman. comes out and just like. They they count him out and count him in, dude. I mean, at least when when Seth came out, it became a triple threat. Yeah. He curb stomped, um, freaking Brock Roman. Like it, it was. Will be it. It was still I mean, a yeah. moment. I don't know, know what mean? they're going for. If if he does this, Austin Theory will be the most hated wrestler on the planet. Uh, so I, I do. I can see the value in doing it, but me personally, as a fan, I'm just going to be incredibly turned off that that's what they did because the Roman the Roman title win right now like whoever takes the belt off roman that's like approaching the undertaker streak for how much somebody's instantly going to be made man like i think you know i I, in my heart obviously i'd love to see seth be the guy to beat him just because i think that would be a really poetic story but i think they should just save that for cody at this point man like it just seems like exactly Again, I'm looking at all the people that have been released, all the people that have gotten caught up to the main roster and just floundered. And if Austin Theory is the guy that they decide to finally put all the chips in the center of the table for, <laughs> then I just think this company is just completely out of touch with what I'm looking for So, as a wrestling fan. Here's my thing about the whole Austin Theory thing. All right, so no matter what you want to say about Roman, the crowd is always going to be 50-50 split on him. I, I know people yeah. hate hearing that, but they are. Agreed. Dude, you cannot fucking put the belt on somebody that everybody is completely against right after that. Like, I, I did, this is like the most baffling thing ever to me. Like, the entire time I thought, all right, well, now we thought it was going to be Cody and then he got hurt. That was going to take the belts off Roman. 
now it's like, dude, the thought of Austin Theory actually taking the belts off Roman is like disgusting. It, I know it makes my, it makes my like it makes my head hurt. Dude, like I'm just like I, I mean him winning Money in the Bank, I was already like disgusted enough. And if you just watch Money in the Bank, I mean when he climbed the ladder and people knew he was going to win, people started leaving the arena. Mm-hmm. Like it was there was nobody cheering, there was nobody standing up, there was no huge pop, none of that, and. I, can you imagine what it's going to be like if he wins both belts at freaking so here's, SummerSlam? Here's the other thing. Like they're, they're already having problems with ratings on both shows. Like If they really do that, I just got I have a bad feeling it'll be mass exodus. Like I know you'll always have your hardcore WWE fans, but dude, who is going to want to watch that? I barely want to watch when this dude's on my TV, period, let alone if he's the champion of the entire company. Like... Dude. And here's the thing: he's not that he's not that he's offensive. Yeah. Like he doesn't do he just doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't like it's just he's so, just nothing. He's It'd nothing. be better if he was offensive. Exactly, exactly. He's not if, offensive, if he was like the Miz, even you know what I mean. At least the Miz is something. Yeah. Like Austin Theory is nothing. He's a like, nothing burger. Yeah, he's a nothing <laughs> burger with cheese, dude. Like that's it. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I'm as hardcore. I'm a hardcore WWE loyalist. I've said for years, you know, no matter how cool AEW is, like, there's nothing that matters as much as headlining a WrestleMania, right? That's kind of like the absolute pinnacle of uh, of the pro wrestling business. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm gonna be doing some soul searching if uh, <laughs> if it really does go down like this at SummerSlam. It'd be so. like uh, Macho Man sitting on the dock, that picture. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. exactly. I'm gonna be I'm sitting on the corner in downtown Nashville somewhere, drinking a Miller Lite, wondering what I've done with the last you know 35 years of it, my television the, it'll watching. It'll be the day Seth Phelps loses his smile. What's <laughs> <laughs> my smile? Yeah. All right, so we buried the uh, Money in the Bank ending. Before we go on to uh, anything else, let's get positive for a little bit. Yeah. The Street Profits and the Usos absolutely tore the house down. That is, uh, you know, I don't think it quite passed up FTR and Briscoes for Tag Team Match of the Year, but it's buttoned right up against it, man. Like, that was a hell of a match. Yeah. Yeah, typically, I I mean, like, you know, sometimes when there's so many like false finishes and things, you're just like, oh my God. But like, I loved everyone, man. Everyone I thought could be the one. And oh, it was just so good. Now, those guys are just absolutely incredible. What were you going to say, Jordan? I, I was going to say, so I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched that match. And then I watched the two Money in the Bank matches. And dude, that match was phenomenal. That that honestly for me was one of the better WWE matches that I've seen in a long time. Like hundred percent. Everybody knows like my feelings on current WWE. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it right now, but that match it gave me some hope that they actually still do care about tag team wrestling. Yeah, it was outstanding. Dude, the Usos are kind of the same spot the Romans are that Roman Reigns is right now. Um, they're going to have to come up with something good for whoever's going to take the belts off these guys. Cause going back to the, their run with the SmackDown belts, it's over 300 days at this point, man. So that's crazy um, to think about. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the, that's, I do, I, I like these kind of like epic runs like this, but they do kind of paint themselves in the corner cause it puts that much more weight on how you're going to end up their, uh, their championship run. Um, what, what tag team do you guys think is actually going to be the ones to take the belts off of? Cause they're already hinting it. Uh, breakup with the street profits. Uh, see, are they? That, that's what I was trying to like figure out. Where are they? Like, I, I haven't seen it on screen. They just keep mentioning it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something yeah. that's. Yeah, the, it, they're, 
definitely at least trying to plant the seeds in our heads to be ready for it. Yeah, because they're not really. Because I thought we might see it after the match uh, Saturday night. They didn't. They didn't show any signs of that during the match or like in any segments or anything like that. So I'm not sure if that's like I don't know. It's weird, but um, I would think it would be them. I don't see any other tag team taking the titles off of them. Like you know, I know they're yeah. trying to do a resurgence of the uh, Viking Raiders. Um, I mean, I don't see Alpha. New Day is always out there. You could always reheat the New Day pretty quick. Um, you think so? But yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, I new, know, the New Day is eternal at this point, man. I mean, I wouldn't be. You, you know, they could put on a banger of a match, yeah. and they got the history with the Usos. I'm not saying they'd be my first choice, but they're always they're kind of like in like that Randy Orton spot. Like when in doubt, we could always put the belt on these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it might be the Profits only because the way they ended the match, where yeah. he wasn't fully pinned. Um, his shoulder was off the mat, so it wasn't like it wasn't finalized. So I think they're gonna run it back at SummerSlam. You guys are way too, you guys are way too hopeful. It's gonna be a wet fart. It'll be Miz and Champa will be the ones that take it off of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. but, Butch and Ridge Holland. Yeah, yeah. I would I not, I would not are, doubt you that. You guys at are all. booking like quality stuff. Like, dude, are, are we like? Did we just talked about the end of Money in the Bank? Like, it's pretty exactly. clear they don't give a shit what we think at this point. <laughs> We're acting like we haven't watched WWE tag wrestling for the last you know eight years. To be Madcap Moss and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, happy else. Corbin. And Happy Corbin. Take the titles off. Of, oh, that would suck. Yeah. Somebody was saying they should form a tag team with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. You know, they could. It'd be a good yeah. spot for them. The I wouldn't mind seeing Drew join up with Sheamus and his crew. If Sheamus and his crew kind of drop like the Peaky Blinders get up, like they're all pretty solid wrestlers, yeah. man. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Drew get involved with them. They could kind of just be like rough and tough baby faces instead of the cartoonish heels they are mm-hmm. right now. Uh, one more money in the bank item we need to discuss. Uh, Ronda Rousey, you know, she, she defeats Natty and it was whatever. Um, and then she loses kind of a weird cash in to live. Morgan just kind of gets up and hands the belt and walks off into the sunset. Do you guys think this is the last we've seen of Ronda for a while? I think this is the last we've seen of her period in WWE. Probably. Really? This, this I've heard some, I've heard some rumbling. She might be wanting to go back into MMA for like one more fight, one more big payday. So I don't know how wise that would be, but that would kind of play into it. But yeah, it, you're right, Jordan. This just this whole run, it just did not connect. No, definitely not. It didn't no, even just, look yeah. like she was having fun either while she was doing she it. Like definitely wasn't. Like, dude, no. you can tell when someone's like enjoying what they're doing, and no, at no point in this run did she ever look like she was enjoying herself. Like, yeah, she smiled when she came out at the rumble and stuff, but since then, like, what what have we really done? Like, it, it's all been kind of meaningless. It feels like, yeah. Well, I think has a, I think the uh, mass exodus of uh Sasha Banks and Naomi um, with like the storylines that they're supposed to have going into like this, the, the summer pay-per-views. I think that kind of messed everything up too. And they had to kind of pivot and put uh, Natty and like, you know, go that route, which kind of sucks. I think it was supposed to be yeah. Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey at money in the bank. And then uh, obviously that's, that didn't happen. Um, so I think that kind of messed things up. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're definitely right. She definitely didn't look like she wanted to be there at all. Um, and it, it showed too. Kind of like she like phoned it in a lot with the pro. Obviously, I'm not even gonna get up get with the promos because we all know how she is with her her promo work. So I, I do feel like Liv winning gives that title a shot in the arm, though. Oh yeah, it, that that's definitely oh, a hundred percent. Just in time, I'm, just in time for Charlotte yeah. to return and take it at SummerSlam. Oh God. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? That's going to be awful if no, that really we, does we happen. We need to imagine it's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I booked it right, Jordan. You're, you, see? I did it the right mm-hmm. way. I didn't do the uh, the good booking. I did the uh, worst case scenario one, which is probably going to happen. I think, Rhea, I think uh, even more than Charlotte, man, I think Rhea Ripley is who Liv's got to worry about. Because, you know, Rhea Ripley yeah. was in line to get the shot at Bianca Belair. So she's going to be coming back with a head full of steam. Well, it looks like the brand split is starting to... Mm-hmm fall apart as well yep. so we may see judgment day just start wrecking havoc on uh on smackdown and mm. yeah i don't know i i love live man i was very happy to see that happen but in kayfabe it's hard to ever call her like the favorite you know she's pretty much the underdog in every match that oh, she's yeah. in i can totally see her not her losing her title on smackdown tomorrow dude like i Yikes. just you know, i mean Jeez. You know, I, would, I would i mean i'm just saying would would that not be a wwe thing to do dude like yeah. To, to get the big pop of the pay-per-view and then, you know, have her lose it to somebody else, like you said, like Rhea or somebody else or Lacey. To, carry it, to carry it into SummerSlam. Because in my mind, they're not thinking that Liv is going to, like, sell tickets. You know what I mean? Even though Liv has done everything in her power to get herself over. And I am I am here for Liv. We have been cheering for Liv, like, for the longest. Um, but I, I, I think they're probably going to want to put it on a bigger name before... Damn. I'm not gonna. Before I'm not gonna slam. lie to you guys. You guys are like warming my heart with your uh, with your WWE slander right now. Like this is like <laughs> I'm on like cloud nine over here. Like I'm floating above my computer just listening to this because it, it, this is usually the opposite. You guys are usually the defenders, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. And you, everybody's in unanimous decision here. This is horrible. You, you know, I think I think you know for Seth and I, I think we're trying to protect ourselves uh, for SummerSlam. You know, like if that way, that way, if you set the, if you set the bar really low, and then you go and you enjoy the show, you're gonna be like, oh, that was awesome. But if you're like, oh, this is gonna be the show of the summer, this is gonna be so much fun, and then it's a wet fart, you're gonna be like, God, why did we waste our money? This is garbage. Apparently, you know? I mean, Jordan, apparently you you don't listen to the Raw down because, uh, yeah, that's where that's where the unfiltered WWE hate uh, comes in comes into play. So. Definitely tune in there if you want to if you want to warm your heart a little bit more. <laughs> to me, it's really the that ending, man, just really, really soured me because there were two completely superior options, man. Riddle, One, I wanted Riddle to Riddle, win. Yeah, Seth, I already mentioned, you know, Seth. The story writes itself. It would have been awesome. I think the fans would have been way more into it because yeah. Seth is, you know, Seth has got the fan support back right now. I don't even know whether he's a heel or a face or what, but the fans go it's... crazy for pretty much everything he does. And then Riddle also, you know, Riddle, he lost his title match in a badass fight against Roman, which meant he couldn't challenge again. His only way back, his only path back to the championship was winning the briefcase. Yeah, um, That's another good story, it's... you know, and he avenged Randy, so. Yeah, I think what happened, what I think happened was like, you know, I think Randy Orton, being injured and being out and Cody Rhodes being injured and being out kind of messed. Like they had to kind of pivot. I think a lot, I think if they're healthy and they're still, you know, active this summer, I think it's a lot. I think the scene looks a lot different. I, I think you don't see Austin theory with the money in the bank briefcase. I think you see Cody probably win it or maybe even riddle. When it, why would that why exactly, pivot why to would, Austin exactly. Theory, dude? I, I was yeah, say, you're, why would it you're right. You got to pivot, but that doesn't mean you got to pivot to Austin Theory. And, and Riddle is like one of those guys, like right now, he's got all the momentum. He's got all, like, people are still hanging on to this, like, Randy connection on RK Bro, dude. That's not going to last forever, you know? And yeah. I feel like he, he's just got, he had all this momentum. And the momentum that Theory's getting is, is like, mechanistic you know like they're yeah, like they're like pushing him the, mach- the mach- yeah the manufactured the machine is pushing him yeah. whereas like riddle 
he got that organically by being with Randy and you know, that, that Randy rub is not going to carry him past SummerSlam. I don't, you know, WWE hates organic fandom, right? They only like manufactured fandom. They're conventional. (laughs) Yeah. They like like all that, that, all that highly processed entertainment. Remember remember Roman, (laughs) remember Roman Reigns back in the day when they try to uh, push him and the fans, yeah, no, they still though, dude. Hated. You can say what you want about the Roman Reigns getting pushed down, yourself, yeah. but at least Roman was something. Roman was interesting from day one just because of his bloodline, dude. Like yeah. he he didn't even need anything else, and he had the look. He just like I said, he had the pedigree. the The dude didn't need that much more, right? Yeah. Well, like, and Roman was over. Also, Roman was crazy over was, and then it, they kind of got a little bit overbearing on the push well, whereas you forget he's never been over like that yeah you're forgetting no. he, uh he threw out the the uh daniel bryan who was the the you know the 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 fan favorite not the not the uh manufactured favorite but the fan favorite when he eliminated him from the rumble from the rumble that's where he didn't eliminate him bray Bray white bray white's the one that eliminated him i think the problem yeah i think it would have been better if roman eliminated him remember uh daniel bryan was only in the rumble for For like like five minutes and then he just got dumped out like a nobody and this was like before roman even came in oh yeah 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 Yeah, he started eliminating everyone and then everyone pretty much knew who was going to win the rumble at that moment royal rumble 2015 one of the all-time like most like cringe wrestling moments as far as watching like the crowd just shit all over him. And then yeah. the rock comes the rock out. Comes they even, the, rock even also, save like, the rock. You know, if, if the rock can't save you, that's bad news. <laughs> but yeah. Damn. All right. Let's take a, uh, let's take a beverage break before we get into great American bash. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we talk about what we're drinking while we podcast. We'll start with uh, Sheena. What are you drinking this week? All right, I'm super lame, but I told you guys I was feeling a little under the weather. Um, so I'm trying to keep myself healthy and hydrated with some high quality H2O. It is, you know, it's special because it's Berkey water from the Berkey filter. So it is a little bit bougie. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, just sip, sip it on that water, fellas. <laughs> Marco, what are you drinking, man? Oh man, sipping on that uh what? Uh Broken Skull American Lager. Um didn't want to mess with the uh the IPA at this time and I just, you know, it's a little 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 uh strong for me, so just sipping down this uh the smooth beer. Nice. Are you able to find it on the shelf there in Massachusetts? Not really, no. I had a I had a few uh uh four packs left that I haven't touched yet. Um but yeah, I'm kind of not wanting to drink them because you can't. Yeah, there's they're nowhere to be found anymore in this area. Does your can is it are they from California? Or are they from Virginia? Um, that is a good question. Let's see. Uh, nope, California. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't yeah, know if they were manufacturing the, the um, yeah the Pilsner yet. The new room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? Just drinking an old American classic Bushlight tonight. Um, oh go. boy! Hell yeah! It's been what a- kind of can? Traditional can? Oh no, or? no, baby! Uh, we're in the Midwest. These are farmers' cans all farm summer. Can. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think I got like two farm cans left, man. I'm all out of my. Uh, I went through that whole case of farm cans we bought while you were out here. Uh, I am drinking uh, another delivery from Jordan when he came out for NW Always Ready, a Mountain Dew hard seltzer. This is the uh, 
black cherry flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a bit medicinal, but you know, it's 5%. So it hits pretty hard and it goes down pretty easy. Uh, Let's talk NXT Great American Bash. Jordan Marco, did you guys watch this? I did. All right, so Jordan, I know you're like the resident NXT 2.0 hater, man. Give us kind of just your quick overall thoughts, man, from watching. Uh, I'm assuming this is probably the first 2.0 show you watched in a while. So I, I just kind of had it on in the background. I just wanted to make, because I knew we were probably going to talk about this this week. Um, so I, I paid attention a little bit. I wasn't fully invested, but um, from what I saw, I mean, it, it seemed like a decent show to me. I mean, um, all the matches kind of seemed like they, they went along pretty well. Um, the Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller match, that was the one I paid attention to the most. So that's probably the one I can give you the most about. I, I enjoyed that match a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, seeing toxic attraction lose was kind of surprising. I didn't see that one. coming. That was very surprising. Um, what else? Oh, Wesley and Trick Williams. That was, yeah, yeah, it was just on. Yeah. Hence, hence I thought on. that was going to be a showcase match for Wesley. That was completely different from what yeah. I was expecting. I thought, because they've really been pushing Wesley hard with like the vignettes and stuff. And I just thought they were going to let him get out there and show off all his moves and stuff. Um, and he ended up just kind of jobbing out in a couple minutes with the the weird foreign object interference. Yeah, and that stuff. match was really weird. I didn't. Yeah, I, that was not what I was expecting at all. But yeah, I mean, like I said, decent show. I'm still not going to be a weekly NXT 2.0 watcher. But I mean, it was harmless. I enjoyed it. It was decent wrestling. So. Marco, I thought you guys, I, I did listen to the Raw Down, man. I thought you guys made a good point on it that what we're seeing right now is really a throwback to the original NXT before they got deep into making it like the indie all-stars and yep. super, catering to the super hardcore fans, like kind of like, you know, maybe 2014 era NXT yeah. where it was, you know, kind of you'd have like goofy gimmicks and backstage skits and stuff that were mixed with the occasional really, really, really great match. And it was typically pretty light. You know, yeah. I, I think that's kind of the way I would describe 2.0. It's light. It's yeah. not something that's going to where you're going to feel drained after watching it. There's going to be some goofy stuff, some stuff that, you know, we like to say if if a non wrestling fan happened to be sitting there while you were watching it, you would just be super embarrassed but uh but for, if you're a fan it's a fun show and you're going to get the occasional gem of a match um and, and to second what jordan said yeah carmelo hayes is really growing on me over the last last couple months and i think he is going to be a big star on the main roster yeah. as long as they don't screw it up yeah exactly yeah, yeah that was actually that, yeah that's actually the point i made um about you know you know before they became the yellow brand um i i, I consider the yellow I consider like nxt the yellow brand and then NXT 2.0 where NXT 2.0 is the, it's the 2.0 of the original NXT where you got like right. your Sasha Banks, your Alexa Blisses, your, you know, your Miros, if you want to, if you want to call them that, your Corey Graves, all the, all those people that, you know, came up through like the, through the system as opposed to, you know, outside independent wrestlers that came in during that uh, crazy time. And, you know, they try to establish NXT as a, you know, as a brand on its own, which I think, I think we kind of talk about this too on this show. Like the way for NXT to be successful again would be to bring it back to where it used to be just a a performance uh, centered uh, oriented type show where you're showcasing, you know, new talent, not so much like people that are already on the scene and trying to reintroduce them again. You know, you're you building all these people from the ground up. I, I think it's actually working. Like, from what I've seen, from a lot of the matches, I like, from reviews, a lot of the matches were, pretty much all of them were 
you know, graded really high. The only one that wasn't yep. was that Wesley match because it was kind of awkward. And that, but from, that was more of an angle than a match. Yeah, from the most for the most part, like every match I've seen from like you know reviews and stuff, they've all gone like you know if you want to go like four out of five or you know if they want to do the grade system A or B. Most of them got like A's and B's from what I've seen from from uh, from a match standpoint. So I, I I think they're in the right direction. Um, yeah, and there were goofy gimmicks back on the old NXT. Think yeah, about like mm-hmm. Adam Rose, um, you know, No Way Jose, some of the stuff yeah. Tyler Breeze was doing, guys like the VOD villains. There was a lot of goofy, goofy stuff. The VOD villains. Back wow, on, that uh, was a, that was a throwback. <laughs> oh, man. The Ascension. Don't forget about the Ascension. <laughs> yeah, the Ascension. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they're in the right direction. I think it, it's just, you know, it's only going to get better. Um, especially, you know, they have that, uh, I forget what the... Um, that program that they have where they're like, I think we, we talk about a lot in raw down where they, you know, they scout like athletes, um, like football players, basketball players, that type yep. of stuff. I think what the program's called triple H um, is in charge of that. So you're going to see a lot of like, you know, non indie uh, people show up in NXT. Um, and, and, and my take was if they do bring an indie person is, and they just bring them right to the roster. Don't try to intro- reintroduce them through NXT. Like say like, for example, if will Ospreay, We'll use him. He he doesn't belong in NXT. You take a Will Ospreay, you need yeah. him right on the main roster. Like that, yeah. you know, you don't have to reintroduce him through NXT because that kind of like wastes his character away. So Yeah, it's yeah. way below his kind of pay grade at this point. All right. Anybody got any uh, Great American Bash Toss before we move on to some figure talk? We're not even going to talk about Dynamite at all. What did you want to talk about on Dynamite, man? I, Go for I, it. I enjoyed yeah. that show a lot. I felt like uh, Wardlow went in the... TNT titles a oh, yeah. huge step yeah. in the right direction for that title. That, is, that, is that a was a ridiculous thing. amount of confetti that they dropped. Yeah, <laughs> title. Come on, and it was I think, I think Tony Khan after I think when I saw that I was like, okay, I'm, if I'm Tony Khan, I think he was thinking after that barbed wire exploding death match that was such just a letdown. I think he was like, all right, that's fucking never happened again. We're going way over the top. That was just freaking overload of confetti yeah, for yeah, a TNT was, championship win. It was insane. Way too much. Um, yeah. The main event was fantastic last night, too. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was an awesome match, man. Brody King really showed out, and Mox was great, as always. Um, did you guys see, did you guys like the fact that Christian is pretty much just... Uh, he's take, the best act on AEW right dude, now, man. Christian, no, he's pretty yeah, much he, calling Christian's out Jeff Hardy, awesome, dude. dude. Yeah, well, he's that, pretty was, much uh, just taking, that was brutal. I just say he's taking MJF's gimmick. Pretty much since MJF uh, isn't on see, TV. Dude, MJF is always grading to me, man. MJF is never funny. Like Christian is dropping bars, man. I feel like MJF is just an asshole. Christian yeah. is like hilarious. But I think man. that's what they try to go for, though, since he's not on TV. They need that like snarky. They need, they need somebody for sound bites yeah. for sure. Which yeah. is, this, which is this Christian. is this is full on CLB Christian, which is by far the best yeah. Christian. This this is gold, dude. I love this. And I like Seth. We were talking about Luchasaurus last week, dude. This is gonna work really well. I feel like it's. Yeah, I feel like the payoff's gonna be really good for this. Yeah. Man, what what a turn of events that uh, the Chick Foley show is praising Christian, dude. We have yeah, we spent the right. better the better the better part of a few months just uh, dragging Christian along. So, True. Um, yeah. All right, what a way to swing to the positive. There's our there's our thirty three minute rundown of AEW. Move on, Seth. <laughs> hey, if you want to hear AEW, listen to Turnbuckle Tavern, and we'll hear from those guys right now. 
drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. It is time for the figure four where we have our weekly wrestling figure discussion. Uh, we want to remind you this segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles and use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside. Hey, one other uh, AEW note before we move on. This was so simple, but just works so well and just makes them so much more over. Thunderstorm, the tag team name oh, for yeah. uh, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa and Tony, and Tony yeah. Storm. It's just perfect, man. Just, I don't know. I don't simple. know how I never you know put that together before, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a cleanest. That, that almost makes me want them to introduce another meaningless set of women's tag team belts, just so those two can hold some belts together and be called Thunderstorm. Um, so the the main event for the figure four this week. Uh, AEW Unmatched Series 4 is in stock now at ringsidecollectibles.com and we are going to get Sheena's live review on it. So uh, we'll start off, Sheen. What is your MVP of the set? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to do the Sheena thing and I'm going to pick two. Um, I love, love, love Hangman in his street clothes with the, the cowboy drip just oozing, oozing cowboy shit. Uh, he's got all the beer cans. He's got a cup. Um, got all the. I mean, he if he just had a bolo tie, he would be fully fully kitted out. Um, but I love that figure. And also, I'm gonna go with Jade Cargill. I think that figure just looks amazing. It looks like a little mini miniature Jade. Got the the bodies the bodies right. The gear looks awesome. Um, love that figure. I think it's Jade hands down. I, the Hangman figure is cool, but I feel like they could have done a little bit more detail. On the uh, shirt, or a little more color, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, color would have been nice. Jordan, yeah. Marco, how about you guys? What do you guys think the MVP of the set is? Uh, I don't have these in hand yet, but from the pictures that I saw you guys post, the Jade looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Jade, yeah. Jade looks great. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't. You guys didn't say CM Punk was the uh, MVP <laughs> of the uh, of the. Uh... No way. <laughs> CM Punk with the long pants. He is the rare AEW figure to get some soft goods accessories, yep. which is uh, yeah. A little, cool, little hoodie's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I never liked those tights, man. I, I wasn't against CM Punk wearing long pants, but those tights just looked unfinished to me. So, uh, what, what what's your thoughts on the CM Punk fiction? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's just just basic. I mean, black on black. Um, I do like the soft goods hoodie, but I mean, it's nothing special in my in my opinion. And it's CM Schmuck. So I mean, like, <laughs> who really gives a shit? Damn. Uh, what about the Cody? We already heard Marco professes love for Peacock Cody. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, it does. It doesn't really. Is it? it is it cool? <laughs> no. To me, this is just like a complete waste of yeah. a spot in the line. Man. It, yeah, it doesn't do anything. We could have had me. Marco stunt to complete and the Jurassic Express. We could have and not only that, literally we made anybody. it in a chase, dude. So now we have we have black and beige. Uh, Peacoat Cody. So I mean, I'm always happy when they burn a chase on a figure that I have no desire of getting. So 
I'm not going to complain about him being the chase, but yeah, kind of, kind of weak. What, what are your thoughts on the MJF? MJF is awesome. MJF looks great. I love this purple, um, like the pinnacle gear, the purple and white. This is a really good face scan for MJF too. I feel like they've really kind of figured it out. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm going to set take over. Take yeah, I think order. it is the definitive MJF release thus far, man. Yeah. He, it looks great. And the cool thing is they've already revealed it. We're getting the entire uh, pinnacle in this white and purple set. So that's going to be a, a really nice piece of the collection. I think. Oh, and then last but not least, Corazon de Leon. So uh, I had, I did not like it when I saw the renders. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the concept of this figure. I love the concept yep. of getting a, um, you know, a, a, a look of Jericho that we've never had in an action figure and doing this with other guys as well. Like I'm hoping we get a, a natural Dustin Rhodes figure sometime down the line. Yeah. Um, but the actual execution, something just didn't connect. I don't know if it was just the gear or the way they did the paint apps. I was just not a big fan of this figure. Uh, Jordan, Marco, care to offer any yeah. uh, counterpoints on that? Yeah, since, I mean, I did crack them all open. And, uh, yeah, that, that's probably, I mean, I know I know you guys would say Sam Punk or Cody is the worst, but I'm going to go with the Jericho being the worst. I definitely, I just didn't, I don't know. I It doesn't really look like him first and foremost um and then like his like the the tights i think they're supposed to have like tassels or something but they're kind of like you know painted on his leg like if you look at the leg there's like like the tassels that actually run down is like thigh it's weird it's just yeah no i'm not i'm not a fan of it at all at all yeah they could have definitely executed maybe maybe a soft goods jacket would have saved it with like real tassels coming down the arms or something kind of like how they did with the um the young bucks in the uh, first series of um, unrivaled. But yeah, I think it's, it's a complete miss for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a no for me as well. Um, all right, let's move on to San Diego Comic-Con. We did a little bit of fantasy booking last week. We're going to keep it going. We should be getting word on the new SDCC exclusive from Mattel any day now. Uh, Jordan, we'll let you kick it off, man. What do you, what would your ultimate STCC exclusive for this year be? Dude, I, I've, I think I've said this three times on this show. I, and I know it's probably not going to happen, but dude, I really want the razor and denim. I I want Mm. that figure so bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one the Mad Reaper cooked up a, a couple weeks oh back is just incredible. And, and I just feel like everybody would buy that figure. Like, dude. and it's so simple too. I don't even think that would be a hard, like, or expensive figure for Mattel to do. You didn't. Even, I wouldn't even really necessarily want to have like a soft goods vest. I'd be totally cool with like a rubber vest or like a molded vest. You know? Yeah, I, I just I really want that figure. So I think I'm just gonna keep putting it out there, hoping that at some point somebody does it. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a great pick, uh, Marco. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the because you know the what they said was it's gonna be I think Bill McKenna said something's gonna be something big that you've never seen before. If you say um, Cody, yeah. So I mean, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be an ultimate edition Cody. Um, no, but I think what I think it's gonna be I, I, what I hope what I'm hoping it is um, since they're on a roll with all the Hogan's popping out, I'm hoping it's an ultimate two pack. Right, first ever ultimate two pack because you know they. I think they. I think he mentioned they're bringing the elite two packs back. Um, but if it's an elite two pack, I'm fine with that as well. But no holds barred. Ultimate edition two pack elite. It doesn't matter. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Zeus, bring it. 
rip them t-shirt, all that stuff. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping it's going to be. That would be awesome. I would love to get a Zeus figure. Um, yeah, that, that would definitely be a great choice with, with like some no holds barred VHS style uh, oh, dude, packaging and stuff. Pa- oh, that'd be sick. Sheena, what's your pick? I'm still going with my old faithful. I'm still never gotten a uh, gobbledygooker <laughs> complete with complete with crackaway egg. You know, I feel like if we're going to get the gooker, I think it's going to be in the Survivor Series line as a build a figure. Yeah, that's the only way I can really see cool. that. Yeah, happening. that's a good that's a good shout. Yeah, um, for me, I want again, I want an Ultimate Edition two pack. Also, it's kind of I got a hybrid between uh, Jordan and Marco's pick. So I want an Ultimate Edition two pack and I want Scott Hall involved. But I would love to get Ultimate Edition of the Outsiders, Kevin Ooh, Nash oh, and Scott awesome. Hall and their NWO gear. I know we just got them in the legends line recently, but those were kind of like 97, 98 outsiders. I want to get them, uh, straight up bash at the beach, 1996 oh, year. Um, and you could follow that up with the Hogan from bash at the beach. 96 is the ultimate edition down the road. Cause yeah. that one could work as like, you know, a standard Hogan or Hogan from, from that event. But, but yeah, I would love to see a, a hall and Nash ultimate edition. So that would be, be kind of my dream choice. Um, did you guys, I, I'll go first. We'll just go with any, uh, you don't necessarily don't got to go purchase for purchase, but anything notable you added to your collection over the last week for me, uh, I got to give a, sh- well, I got to give a shout out, but then I also got to put some heat on our main man in the UK, Phil Dunnett. So it's kind of yeah. a little housewarming oh gift. He's been going through and putting together the, um, in the Galoob series two UK exclusives for me. Uh, it's kind of just something to, you know, a little token of friendship slash housewarming gift. And he found everybody except Big Josh, right? So I'm very, very grateful for him. And I was very generous of him taking his time and money to make that happen. Uh, I was very excited to get the package yesterday from the UK, but jumping Jimmy Garvin was not in the package. dude. Oh, there was only no. one free bird. He sent Michael Hayes, but no Jimmy Garvin. So I'm like, what the heck, dude? Like, did he, did he fall out over the ocean when they were traveling <laughs> across the Atlantic? Like, you know, did the free bird, you know, fly high, like the song says. Um, but no, of course, old Phil D man just botched it. And he was sitting in the floorboard of Phil's, uh, car. So Damn. Jimmy, Jimmy Garvin's flying solo from the UK now to get here. So thanks Phil. Wow. But you know, I just, I, I expect a little bit better from you on the, uh, the shipping aspect, but at least Jimmy Garvin's not lost and he will be coming home eventually. Uh, Marco, how about you, man? What'd you get to the collection this past week? Oh man. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to give Phil any, uh, any grief. Cause he puts up with my, uh, late picks. Exactly. Um, and Phil, Phil is a world-class <laughs> arse, arse wiper. Yeah. Uh, for, for coming, <laughs> coming around and, uh, rounding up all of yeah. our, all of our late picks. And, th- and this, and this week I, pr- I almost gave him a heart attack. Cause, uh, I actually sent it to him like the day of the, uh, the actually, no, actually it was before it was actually during yeah, the weekend. You were a day, he messaged me. He said, Marco actually got his picks in a day early. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He was like, he's like, what the hell is going on with you, dude? I, I know I need to get, I need to get my picks in. Uh, I got my money in the bank picks in earlier than I normally do. And I had a perfect card. I was like, damn dude, maybe I need to be getting my picks in yeah. uh, earlier all the time. You know, yeah, and, he's, and he's been keeping me up to date with like the Al Snow cello toys stuff too. So he's, He's a he's a good egg, as they like to say. Oh yeah, um, feels the best. But other than that, yeah, my uh, the purchase I got, I mean, I just got today actually was the uh, the heels and faces line. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, and I must say, man, it's uh, it's if it, it, if you don't crack that open, I know there's been a lot of stuff online and stuff like that, but you know, I'm gonna go by my 
experience. Um, it's it's perfect, perfect shipping. Nothing, no bent cards. Nothing. Everything looks pristine. Um, it, it, and if are, are you keeping them on card? I don't I, see. I don't know. That's that's a that's 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 what I'm fighting fighting with right now. because it it like when you look at it, it gives you that like it does give you that Hasbro like like feel. Like it gives you like the like the nostalgia feels when you actually you know open it up and actually like hold the card in your hand and you're looking at the, the carding is beautiful it's, too, it's, man. It's amazing. And it, like, like I actually messaged him like earlier today and he actually, we were actually like going back and forth. I was like, dude, I was like, you know, he was, he was like, Oh, thanks for like the kind words or whatever. And he's like, you know, I, you know, I, I know it took too, I know it took a long time and stuff, but um, you know, we were just going back and forth. And I was just like, man, like the, the amount of like amount of detail that went into the card um, alone is, I mean, insane. Like that, the figures are amazing. Like the paint apps on them look great. Um, just, just the whole figures top to bottom. I mean, the you know Earl Hebner with the extra set of hands. Um, he has the one and the two. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's awesome, man. It's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like I said, right now I'm just trying to uh, decide if I should crack them open or not. But we'll see. We have, um, I think, uh, uh, in August the uh, uh, major pods going to be back in my neck of the woods doing a live show. So I might, uh, I might keep them sealed just so they can get, get some autographs. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Nice. Uh, Jordan, how about you, man? What'd you add to the collection? Um, so the only things I got in the last week, I got a uh, series three of the superstars. Um, and then I got series two, Kevin Nash. And then I got some uh, killer clowns, Funko pops. Nice. I was like, oh, oh wow, they got oh. killer clowns pops Love now. That. Love that. Yeah, I, got, I got the whole set of them now. Um because they did I so, think they've had them for a while, right? Yeah, the but they killer did, clowns. So they did an original set with an SDCC exclusive and I had those and then I had no idea they came out with a Walmart exclusive line. So I, I finally finished up that collection this week because uh I love that movie. That's yeah. like yeah. one of the my favorites. Actually, we usually about once a year we go back and watch uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I love the uh, like the guitar song for Killer Clown. It sounds suspiciously similar to "For Whom the Bell Tolls" by Metallica. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's hear from Extra Cooler before we get into another edition of How Many Chicks. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Bringing back how many chicks. This is where I have randomly selected one of our over 1,500 wrestling figures out of the vault. It's going to be revealed to Sheena. She has no idea what figure she's about to see, and then she's going to give her live review of it. All right, we got a uh, we got a little database going on these, so we could see where this figure is going to rank at in the uh, you know historical standings of this segment. So, you ready, Sheen? Let's go. Also a little bit disappointed if you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time. Um, and it's been a while since we've done how many chicks. 
but I used to have um, the casket where I would open up the casket and yeah, I, Seth it's in a giant, Seth, it's in a giant Penny Hardaway shoebox with all the rest of the wrestling Seth figure accessories. Seth just handed me this and, like purple bubble mailer with a figure inside. I mean, it's, it's still a little, that's it's a little, still a throwback to the Undertaker with the purple bubble mailer. Okay, so. all right, all right. Let's see what we got here. Oh, see, I was, I was professing my love of uh, Hangman. I don't know, man. So I actually, we got AEW Series Five Hangman Page. This is the regular yeah. one, not the Chase. So, yeah, Sheena described the uh, figure. He's uh, you know, black on black gear, got the the vest with the the horse on it, and obviously all like the you know Western floral print. Got the bandana up around the mouth, uh, detailing down floral detailing down the side of the pants. Uh, love what's this molding what's he got like little oh friend he's got little uh fringe, yeah, he's got the fringe on, the, on the side yeah he's, on got, the side the, of the he's got the belts a separate piece so again this is aw unrivaled series five adam page if you guys want to google image it or whatever if you don't have it right at hand in your collection yeah. um jordan marco you guys both have this figure in your collections yep yep i have this figure and the chase Ooh, Ooh, stunting on us, huh? I love this figure. This was the first figure that uh, Hangman had in his main event pants. You know, I yeah. think that really made a huge difference when he switched from the trunks to the pants. Yep. Agreed. My, yeah, I love Hangman in pants. My chase is the one that I got signed by him when he was here. So that, another, nice. uh, another subtle flex. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that whole AW Series 5. That was the set with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think that was one of their better series that they've had series. since they've... Uh, been in the in the action figure game. Yep. Love this figure. I love I love the bandana. I think that just looks badass, dude. It's yeah, just, that's a tough figure. Mm-hmm. I really I, I mean dude, I they could I, I hope that they start cranking out some more hangmans because he's been he's had some of the best gear over the last year or so, man. Like that Dark Order inspired gear he had. Yep. Um the gear he had when he won the belt from Kenny Omega, like yeah, was we, that, that was at Sunset style gear, wasn't it? No, it was like the cow print and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 the sun, yeah. yeah. And then he had the Sunset style gear. He was rocking against Brian Danielson. So, yeah, we need to get some more hangmans coming out here pretty soon there, uh, Jazzwares. Um, so let's hit it. We'll, we'll, uh, this is Jordan. This, this is the first time we've done how many chicks since Jordan became a, uh, a regular part of the cast and not just what? an occasional special guest. So, Jordan, you can wow. start it off. You can, go, you can go decimal points. You know, you can do tenths of points. From a 0.0 to a 5.0, how many chicks do you give AW Unrivaled 5 Adam Page? Man, I, I really, really like this figure. I just don't want to go too high on it. Um, you don't want to do like Sheena when she gave basic game broke with a 4.2 like the second time we ever did this? I don't think it was Dana. We had to, it wasn't Dana Brooke. No, it, it was, was Dana. Well, there was a couple. No, it Dana was Dana Brooke was, with the fruit hat. Alicia Fox. Oh, no, Alicia Fox was after we reset the scale. Oh. Dana Brooke was the one that broke it. Like, because we had <laughs> how we, so on, on, I got the spreadsheet pulled up right now. We're like 12 deep on how many chicks right now. We we had about 25, um, but Sheena was just so willy nilly with her scoring. Like, she gave, <laughs> she gave basic 68 Dana Brooke like a 4.3. Yeah, where, like, you know, Defining Moments Ultimate Warrior yeah. from WrestleMania <laughs> was like a Point nine. It's like, how are these? You know, if you're giving Dana Brooke a four point three, where what's going to be? But, below did that? I did I or did I not justify why I was giving those figures those scores? No, which I is did. why we reset. The four point <laughs> yeah. so, all right, so Jordan, yeah, again, you're right. You don't want to start it off too high, but zero point zero to five point oh. What do you give uh, Unraveled Five, Adam Page? I'm gonna go with. I'll go with a 3.9 for Adam Page. Okay. Marco? 
Um, I'll go with a four. I'll go with a four. Okay. I so I got the joy, or I, I have the luxury of having the this figure in my hand right now. Um, it this figure could potentially be a five right? This yep. is an awesome figure, but it's got some design issues. The scale is off. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. This figure is way too tall, man. Yeah. This figure. Like in scale, this figure is like six foot seven, and he's still got these giant boat feet that they had on the. Uh, yep, I was about to say that. Yeah. Hangman. So some of the parts, there's some design choices that I got to mark it down a little bit. And then also one thing you can barely notice, he actually has this brown detailing on his boots, which is really really nice. But the the shade of brown is like so dark on the boot that you can barely even see it. Like, yeah. and that may have been accurate to the boots he was wearing for all I know, but I. I feel like if they would have made it a little bit lighter, it really would have made this thing pop and taken it up a whole nother level. Um, so for all those reasons, I'm going to give it a 4.0 also. But this yeah. could have been a 5.0 figure. So I'm right there with Marco. Yeah. And uh, you're up last. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 4.2. Um, I, again, I agree with everything that you guys said. Uh, it would have got a higher marks for me if, we would have just had some color. I mean, obviously I know like, you know, the black gear is, is is fine, but I I do like the colorful gear for hangman. So I'm going to give this a 4.2. All right. Sheena gives it a 4.2. Talk amongst yourselves while I uh, do the math on this figure. <laughs> talk so like, so, uh, like the listeners or us alright guys we're giving you guys a quick pause real quick gather your thoughts right. the math hangman page is the number three all time figure on how many chicks but there's a big gap so he ended up coming out with an average of exactly four the AEW Darby Allen uh, from Series 3 of Unrivaled was a 4.5, and Elite 47 Tatanka was a 4.6. So Elite 47 Tatanka is still the undisputed reigning champion of how many chicks. So stick that up your pipe and uh, smoke it there, Chief J Strongbow. <laughs> All right, Sheena, do we got listener mail? Yes, we do. All right, let's hear from J-Bone, and then we'll get into the listener's questions. Feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. All right, first question comes in from our buddy Sam Rosenthal. Sam says, what do you prefer, a short or long-term championship run? Depends on the champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, with Austin Theory, I hope his reign lasts five minutes. If it's Roman Reigns, I'm cool <laughs> the two-year-long reign. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I tend to, I tend to like championship reigns, especially for like the main title, to be a little bit longer. Um, I think when you just flip flop with the belts too much, it really just kind of makes it lose a little bit of uh, interest and a little bit of weight. So I prefer a little bit longer. Yeah. So I philosophically, yeah, I, I agree. 
<laughs> I uh, yeah, I do. I I like a more like you know significant title reign. But I'll say you need the shorter title reigns mixed in there just so you know the threat is always there. If yeah, somebody I agree. Was in, yeah, I, I, agree with I, that. I think the first time that somebody loses the championship like a week after they win it in AEW with the big belt, I think that's going to be like really memorable because we haven't seen that. They have had kind of like extended title reigns the entire time um, that they've been there. All right. Speaking of our buddy across the pond, Phil D, he says, is Theory going to become the youngest champ? Unless he wins at SummerSlam, he's not going to be the youngest champ. Um, he has to, he turns 25 uh, August 4th. So I'm going to think positive and I'm going to say no. I think maybe I, I'm going to hope he cashes in. He could have the memorable moment of cashing in during Brock and Roman, but still somehow loses. So I'm going to say no. All right. You guys think that Theory is going to become the youngest champ? No, because if we're going to be there and we have to sit through that, I'm going to... I, I, I might know. just run in. Fuck it, man. I might pull a fucking Shawn Michaels and get on a zip line, dude, and just fucking roll <laughs> in WrestleMania oh, and super kick him. For wow. Phil D, I'm going to say yes. We'll, we'll say yes. We'll keep, oh, we, we can't all be unanimous. We got to spice it up a little. All right. I, I'm officially dressing up as Bray, so that way if I rush the ring, they might not tackle me. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go hack into the control center and I'll hit the sound drop and then you can show up. <laughs> Oh, man. Our buddy JCC, James Cody Canterbury, says, who is the best wrestler of the last five years and why is it Cody Rhodes? Uh, I mean, I, I gave Cody Rhodes the uh, the best wrestler of the Chick Foley era. So he did. I think, you know, and that was even before he jumped back to WWE <laughs> and kind of blazed his own path. Yeah. So, yeah, I know he's probably I know he's probably trying to just kind of poke me a little bit. Um, but even though I personally don't care for Cody, I I would probably say Cody's been the the best wrestler the past five years. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean Jason, you don't have to oh, give my, I mean, I'm going to agree. Yeah, this group has an unhealthy disdain for all things Cody and Punk. Cough, cough, the Phelpses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see, see I, and, and I was actually going to reply to back. I don't think it, I don't think your disdain for Cody is like as bad as CM Punk. I, think I don't like CM Punk. I just I don't, don't care for Cody personally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to go back to to give my full answer to uh, JCC's question, out of kayfabe, Cody Rhodes has been more significant than any wrestler in the last five years, yeah. or possibly yeah. a, a any five year period. In kayfabe, Roman Reigns is far and away the yeah. best wrestler of the last five yeah. years. I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. All right, let's go on to our next question. Johnny JB said, "Did y'all order any of the heels and faces figs? Um, we all ordered, right? Yeah, Everybody's we've. Uh, I've ordered fine. everything that's been available so far. Big yep. fan of what Zombie's doing. I know the dude can sometimes come off a little abrasive on social media, but I would just caution, or I wouldn't caution. I would just ask people to remember." With someone like Zombie or even Chella, right? Because Chella, you think, okay, that's like a company. Chella is actually just like a married couple that have gone into like this this business together. You can't hold them to the same standard as like a Mattel or Hasbro or a company like that when yeah. it comes to um, you know just overall smoothness of the operations. Yeah. There's going to be hiccups and stuff, and they just don't have the ability to smooth it out as well yeah. as some of these mega corporations do. Now, yeah, obviously, you always want to see people be as kind and as understanding with the customers as possible. But I've seen some really nasty stuff directed towards both Chella and zombie um, over the past couple of months and really years online. Yeah, so I would- and they've come up with all of this and they've produced all of this stuff in 
post-pandemic world too, yes. which has been yep. which has been sucky. You know what I mean? Like anytime you're coming up with like production when there's supply issues and shipping issues and you know all that kind of stuff, like material shortages and all that stuff. And they're I giving mean, us figures of whenever possible. We're getting yeah. a freaking Dino Bravo and Earl Hebner in a Hasbro style. Yeah, Chella gave us Bull Nakano, the From, first ever female. Yeah. All these years between Mattel and Hasbro, the first time ever we got a female in that this form was from freaking Chella. And, don't and think, I'll say yeah. some people, some people that the same people that are like frying zombie for saying some like you know some smart ass shit online and like bragging a little bit are the same people that are like that cheer on Matt Cardona for doing the same kind of shit and like talking shit to his fans and talking shit to people. You know what I mean? And I mean, I don't care what anybody says to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the internet, nobody should take it that seriously, but it's just like, come on guys. Like, yeah. Why are you you so butthurt that he said he made $200,000? Like, and I'm going to say this too. Like, especially with the heels and faces he he has like, he has Ron Rudat. The origin, the originator, the uh, the the guy that actually worked on on the Hasbro yeah. design uh, back then, like actually doing these figures. So if, you, if that's like more authenticity than you need, right there, first and foremost. Second, that um, that like you know that that clip that's going around, or that like snapshot of him, you know, saying whatever he said. You got to go back and like do the research and actually read and find out the context of that messaging that. That's I remember when that happened. That happened so anywhere. long ago. Yeah, yeah, so the long first, ago. yeah, and, and that was, was in response to a really nasty comment that yeah. he had gotten, it, he, and they like his family was going to be living in a box under yeah, a bridge. He replied to a comment uh, because it, at the beginning, when they, you know, when, when the pre-order happened, it was that he wasn't doing overseas yet. You know, he wasn't doing any pre-orders for you know anyone overseas, and that's where that's where that came from. So I was like a couple, like even a couple of years ago. So like, yeah, yeah, definitely go back and do the research on that whole thing. Um, and I definitely encourage people to listen. Um, you know, Seth brought this up last week. Definitely listen to that uh, interview that um, the Major Bros did with with uh, Super Seven. I forget the yeah. gentleman's name. It was really enlightening. Yeah, it, it was Brian from Super. I think Brian Flynn, maybe from Super mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah, Brian Flynn. Yeah, so like definitely. I mean, obviously it's not zombie, but like listen to that interview and then and then go back and uh, and then rethink. All your your negative things that you're saying about like Chell or even ZSC because a lot of stuff the goes into are talking shit. Yeah. They're not doing nothing, dude. These people are, that are like out there freaking talking shit, posting stuff online, dude. These motherfuckers aren't doing nothing, yeah, dude. Like nothing with their lives. No interesting, like creative uh, pursuits. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, let's be real. Like you can sit behind your computer and like talk a bunch of shit about somebody who's like out there creating action figures and doing like all this and like doing production and all that. Meanwhile, like you know, you can't even. You probably can't even make yourself a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you, wow, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'd be damned if like, like coming after our podcast. Shooting. Well, exactly. Like, I would, I would say this. Like, if anyone ever came out and said, like, "Oh, podcasting is so easy. Anyone can do it." And it, I, I'll be the first one to maybe come back a little harsh and be like, "No, it isn't. It's not the. It's not an easy thing to do." Like. It's anybody it, can do it once, man. It's it takes a lot of effort to do this. You know, we're at 173 episodes and there's people who've done this hundreds more episodes than us. But, dude, it takes a lot of effort to get coordinated and put together like an actual quality product. Somebody yeah. would want to listen to. Yeah. Anybody can sit in front of a microphone and hit the record button, but to actually put together something half decent and put a little thought into it. Like, yeah, it takes, 
Yeah, it takes some effort, yeah. man. So, yeah, going back to, to just to put a bow on the zombie sailor talk again, Marco got lucky. You know, I guess uh, being up in the Northeast has its perks. Uh, he got his first. We will all have these in hand by the time we record next week. And so we'll go we'll go figure by figure and do some uh, detailed breakdowns. If, if Marco still hasn't brought himself to open his up yet, I will definitely have mine open by the time <laughs> we hit the button uh, next week. All right, Mike Rivera, does anyone else miss MJF as much as I do? Yes. Uh, I think abs, I wouldn't say I miss him. It's not like I'm like, man, I wish he was here each week. I would say absence is making the heart grow fonder. Yeah, I think tired. it's tired. Like, or once he shows up. That's yeah, my take. I agree. Yeah, I agree with I that. I think he's gone, personally. But oh, no way. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I, I, he, I'm, I'm, I think he's just are. not going to fit the same in the WWE system, man. He's just not going to. Sadly, what I see happening is uh, main event of All Out, CM Punk defeats uh, John Moxley to unify up. the championship back, and then MJF jumps CM Punk yeah, from the back. Don't you think like your- it's died already, that like that no. whole promo and everything? Like. No, uh, no, I think it's I I, I mean, There's yeah, it's the buzz is the buzz has kind of gone down a little yeah. bit, but I think him just showing back up will bring it all right back. You know, exactly. it's coming. Dude, he's coming back. There's no way I, they, they did not do all this just for him to leave. There's I do not believe that for a second. He's coming mm-hmm. back. And there is no way that Tony Khan, we've seen this dude hugging on people. You think this dude's just gonna be like, all right, man. I know you're signed for two more years, but just go ahead and do whatever else you want. Yeah, right, dude. He knows yeah, how much he, money MJF can make. What's it? What's to say WWE to buy his contract out? That would be that would know. mean Tony Khan was on speaking terms with WWE, which I don't <laughs> think he is. I, I, I you know he's been doing some back backroom stuff with them, like because um, they're doing all those documentaries and stuff now, and they won't be doing backroom stuff with WWE. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, not with, with WWE, not with Vince McMahon. Remember, Vince McMahon is no longer a part of the day to day activities when it comes to business. He's he, oh, he he's strictly yeah. programming. He's, he does. He's ba- the night to night activities. Yeah, he does. He does ba- <laughs> Vince does backdoor things, not backroom things. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Vinnie, Moving Vinnie on back. before we go too far down that rabbit hole, David Brooks says, um, <laughs> "How long do you think Liv will be champ? Is she a transition type champ, or in line for a long program with the strap? Um, and who would you have be her first?" Charlotte. Team? Well, according to Sheena, she's got about twenty four hours left. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I'm giving her at least till SummerSlam. Let me it. let me clear the air. I would love to see Liv go into SummerSlam with the title. Um, I just, for me, I just have seen this play out too many times. I mean, yeah. even for somebody like Sasha Banks, who they give the title to, they I've seen them take the title off Sasha Banks like the night after she wins it yep. on multiple occasions. So it would not surprise me at all if they did that to to live. We all like live, so she's not going to have the title very long. Like that's pretty, yep. yeah. pretty much I the know. purpose of WWE at this point. Like, oh, you like them? Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Lacey Evans would be a good first person for her to wrestle. Honestly, I, I like Lacey. I I think what she's done since she came back is yeah. good. So I, I wouldn't mind that. But it probably will be Charlotte. I don't know. I think Rhea would be a good. Um, you know, on, you would be a good oh, for her. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Come um, on out, you rapist! And no chance to help it. All right, and we're canceled. All right, that's it. All right, David Brooks also says, 
My CFS, my Chick Foley show, Chalkline Shorts, are the comfiest shorts I own. Will we ever get any more exclusive merch like this again? Um, I mean, yeah, that was definitely a smashing success. So we could we could totally explore doing that as well. We did we did jackets in 2019 and we did the shorts in 2021. So um Chalkline definitely loves the the Foley fam. So um yeah, we could do that. I mean, just let us know what you guys want. You know, maybe uh, if Dave, if you if you're listening, dude, follow up. Would you want to see a jacket? You guys want to see some tees? I mean, we we have custom merch available on this. If you go to chickfoley.com and go to the Spring Store, there is custom merch there. Um, but as far as chalkline exclusives, it's a lot of work that goes into that, and they've actually gotten even busier than they were when we uh, did that project with them back in 2021. But I'm sure we could make something happen. But I don't know. It just I, I haven't. The inspiration hasn't really struck me um, here recently. Uh, but yeah, we could definitely make something happen if if there's something you guys got in mind. Do you want to see chalkline do? Yeah, thanks for everybody who bought um, our chalkline shorts. It's really cool to like see. That was a smashing success. I was really sweating that, man. I thought I was going to be setting with, you know, freaking 30 pairs of uh, the same <laughs> various sizes, man. But you guys yeah, snap them up, we just like sew them all together and make a quilt, well, you know. That's what happens when you order 15 pairs of schmediums. <laughs> I know. I told him. I told him it's big dude season, dude. Next round, we got we to gotta get all the, the XLs, 2XLs, you know, that sort of thing. All right. Last one. Jamie DiPergetto says... What are your thoughts on AEW and WWE currently? Decline, upswing, with all the injuries happening to major stars lately, uh, which company do you think is handling it best? I would say AEW is kind of just cruising along. I wouldn't really say they're on an upswing. I think they're kind of just in a groove right now. Yeah. Um, WWE is, it's a weird transitional phase right now for WWE. I think Roman... Roman going part-time was, I think it was needed for, with the level that he's at right now. Um, but it's definitely kind of just made things a little bit weird. We don't, obviously there's, we're kind of back to where we were in 2014 uh, with, with Brock being the champ, but nobody, but, but not showing up every mm-hmm. week, you know, it just makes it kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE's, I would just say it's in a transitional spot. And I would say AEW's in the groove. I don't know what, uh, what you guys take on it is right now as far as their trajectory. Yeah, I agree with that. Anybody have anything different? Any other thoughts mm. on AEW? No. no, not really. I mean, uh, I share the same sentiments as Seth. It's, it's yeah. It just seems like they're like you know, AEW is kind of like like you said on cruise control. Essentially, I think kind of you know, I know you guys love CM Punk, um, but <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of mess up the plans going forth. Um, with that, him him winning the title, and then obviously him having to step away, and yeah. um, I mean, luckily they did an interim uh, champion, so now they have a, a a champion that can appear on TV and you know shows and stuff like that. WWE, I was actually thinking that might might I mean I don't think they could do that, like do like an interim champion no. while Roman Reigns is gone because he's technically not injured; he's just not on TV. He's just, yeah, he, just, he, just, he just wrecked everybody and left. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. He just said, screw you guys. I'm going. Screw you guys. I'm going home. He did the uh, <laughs> South Park. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it really, you know, things really messed up with like, you know, Cody getting injured and then Randy Orton having that back um, injury and him not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, WWE has been doing it for uh, like 100,000 years already. So they know how to pivot and, and change course when, you know, big stars have to step away or get injured. 
Yeah, they do they put the briefcase on Austin Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yeah. clearly a solid pivot move. Like as opposed yeah. to AEW, their champ goes off TV and people are like, "Oh man, this show's still great." It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap for episode 173 of the Chick Foley Show. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. All right, before I hit Marco with some trivia, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Find all of our links and everything you need for uh, all your Chick Foley fandom at chickfoley.com. And by all means, follow our Pod Foundation brethren, Turnbuckle Tavern, Extra Cooler Show, coming down the aisle uh, over at Pod Foundation. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles and use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline. And again, can't say it enough. The Facebook group is so much fun. We had a blast during the live thread for Money in the Bank, regardless of how the ending went. So, yeah, again, hit up chickfoley.com and, and then hit the Patreon button to uh, to become a part of that. All right, Marco's in the hot seat. I fell short last week of tying my record streak for trivia questions. Marco's trying to get one going here. Sheena, hit him with it. All right. Second match of the rest Marco, of Marco, put your phone down let on me, the table. Let me get the Google, let me get the Google machine ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Second match WrestleMania 9 telecast was. Oh my God. I don't remember that. What was it? All right. Should I give him. Should I it? give him. Uh, no, you got a guess, Marco? No. Uh, it was the Steiners and the Head Shrinkers. Oh my God. Oh, that's a banger of a match, huh? Badass match. The second match of WrestleMania. There's nine. a spot in that where the head shriekers are going for like a doomsday device, but Rick Steiner counters it and gives a power slam off the shoulders of one dude from the guy that was jumping for the uh, clothesline. It's just crazy, man. Like that spot just kind of lives in my brain, man. Anytime I think of WrestleMania nine, I don't even think of, I don't even remember WrestleMania nine, but. Yeah. What? You don't Go remember watch WrestleMania nine? WrestleMania nine is awesome, dude. Yeah. Like the, uh, I think that's probably my all-time favorite set design for a pay-per-view. Yeah, it was mage. All right. There was, I mean, there were some clunkers in there, but yeah, the set design was mage. The crowd was garbage. Yeah, it was just casino people. It wasn't really yeah. wrestling fans. Uh, Jordan, hit us with the closing thoughts for this week, man. Man, this is a. Uh, I don't really have much to give you guys this week, but uh, let's all pray that Austin Theory really does not walk out of SummerSlam with the belts, or Seth's probably going to get us all arrested. Amen. <laughs> Praise Jesus.